Hello and welcome to So Talk to Me, episode 80. What? Wow. What? I remember that bullhorn sound from like back when we used to help lead middle schoolers. You're pretty good at that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's crazy because that was a long time ago. The middle schoolers that we helped to lead are now like graduated and off. Like one of them actually came up to me. Uh, he was in town. He lives in LA now. Uh, weird. Yeah. That is so weird. Yeah. These and, kids that we've known since they were in like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And now he wants to. Are now like sophomores in college. Yeah. Ugh, yeah totally. It's so weird. It's crazy. I'm old. It's crazy. We are old. It makes me but feel. But that's okay. I mean, I know we're not actually old. I not just really. feel old. 30 is the new 20. I don't even I know what that be, means. I feel stupid saying it. I don't know what that means either. I will be 30 in June though. Yeah. Coming up. Yep. Not too far away. No. Nope. Enjoy your 20s while you still can because it's coming to an end. I know. Boom. Wait, so who lives in LA? Clay. I mean. Okay, that's who I thought you were going to say because I saw him this past Sunday. In yeah. The, yeah. In the congregation. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah. Yeah, he came and talked to yeah. me. He's he was working at a studio actually. Oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I but, see you, Clay. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I mean, he's a he's a he's a good musician, um, but he's also been like making beats for oh snap different artists. Yeah, and selling them. Well, he's been doing that for a while, like since high school. I didn't. Well, I didn't know he did that. I knew he could play piano. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know he did that. Mm-hmm. And now he's interested in just like the whole sound producing. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and so we were talking about that. It's like, oh man, that's cool. Dying. Yeah, I remember. I didn't say this to his face, but I remember when he was in middle school and like he wanted to he wanted to go join the army or something like that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, and so he was not obsessed with it, but we would you know like joke around and pretend like we were in the trenches, and you know. That was probably what, like eighth, ninth grade? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was early on. But it was fun. Anyways, crazy. (laughs) Now that y'all know everything about Clay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You know two things what he used to want to do and what he's doing now. (laughs) Boom. Sorry, Clay. I outed you to everyone. That's so cool, though. He's he's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty crazy. He's going for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LA is not somewhere I would want to be, but hey. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I just watched a video. Um, now, this is in LA, but this is in San Francisco. And it was talking about just some of the, like, maybe things worse. about. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. So apparently, in like 1992, According to this video, guys, so I could be off. This could be wrong, but this is what the video said. In 1992, uh, San Francisco instigated a, uh, I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> Instituted is probably the right word. <laughs> a um, a needle trade-in program or something like that. That basically like it was to prevent diseases from uh from so you trade in your old one for a new one yeah for a sterilized uh, oh, syringe my so you, you trade in an old like if you have a dirty syringe then you could take it to like you know it's a government program um you a take government it to program yeah i mean they're not putting anything in the syringe this is just purely like to prevent disease um but, but enabling been, people yes, to keep yeah. yeah and it's been oh, going on since 92 so again i mean the video i'm sure you know it was like capturing some of the worst parts of san francisco or whatever but they interviewed multiple people who talked about like yeah they've seen people shoot up um the the homeless pop uh, a good amount of the homeless people are are homeless simply because they're strung out you know they're drug addicts and uh that they they do see syringes just like on the street on the floor one lady one lady they interviewed talked about how like she has to kind of like check the bus seat like if she gets on the bus she has to kind of like check the seat to make sure that's not something i've ever had to think about right exactly and again the video may have been sensationalized you know i'm not i'm not saying like san francisco is a wasteland but i i was just surprised that the government would like 
that, that is just such a weird thing to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the idea of giving out condoms at, at high schools. You know, it's like... It's pretty ridiculous. I get what you're trying to do, prevent disease, but geez, you're not going about it the right way. <laughs> you're also encouraging other behaviors. Yeah. Let's just enable <laughs> so, debauchery and yeah. hope that we don't spread sexually transmitted diseases yeah. by encouraging people to have sex. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Off that so, tiny little soapbox Yeah, sorry. There. I, I took that <laughs> in another direction as well. I didn't mean to. Yeah. I come from a long line of Texans. Like mm. we literally came from Ireland and settled in Texas mm. in the early 1800s and have never left. Like all of my family lives in Texas still. Ah. Um, the furthest I believe is like Wichita Falls or something like that, which is like close up there to, is it Oklahoma? I'm pretty sure. Okay. <clears throat> and so I've just never had any desire to go live in California for any reason really. Well, you um, want to visit California. I'd like to visit. I'd like to see um, like the Redwoods and the beaches are pretty. We don't yeah. have pretty beaches at all here in Texas. Nope. Um, but to live there, no, 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 thanks. No, thanks. Um, yeah, Austin is like the closest you'll get pretty to much. California. <laughs> yeah. Here in Texas. I don't so. need it. I have it here in Austin, basically. Um. Or a little picture of it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's still Texas. <laughs> yeah. In some good ways and the some bad ways too. The promised land, but. Lone Star State. Mm-hmm. We settled here and never left. Why would you? It's Texas. It's amazing. Yes. It is pretty awesome. So I'm I proud to be a Texan. Yeah. I'm a Texan first, then an American, people. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, if if anyone has not heard, which I'm sure you all have, Texans are very proud that we were actually at one time a country all to ourselves. Um, there's the good still, old days. There's that Texan pride <laughs> that just it it rears its. I was going to say ugly head. It's not ugly. It's just it's just Texan. I pride. mean, people can get ridiculous, but yeah. I mean, y'all know I'm I'm just like playing around, right? Like I'm, I don't actually hold up my state as an idol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Texas, but it's not my identity. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But you're Texan before you're an American. Yes. So there's a hierarchy. <laughs> Anyways. Uh. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Texas, yes. uh, last week, Heyo was uh, South by Southwest. Oh, yeah. We talked about it. We didn't do anything except on Saturday. Yeah, we had some fun. We did end up going downtown and having a good time together. It was fun. The, the line to get into this place. So I, we mentioned it last week. Uh, Rachel Ray, if you know who she is, puts on a party at a music venue downtown, like smack dab in the middle of downtown. Um every year and it's free food free drinks and a bunch of bands Mm -hmm. and i didn't know like anyone from the lineup this year um which was kind of surprising because she's brought in other bands that i've liked before i think we're just out of touch nowadays that could definitely be (laughs) part of it uh yeah i just listened just this this uh afternoon i was listening to manchester orchestra but they're old stuff. Mm-hmm. I still haven't heard like their last two albums <laughs> just because that's how I roll. Yeah. I think once you get to a certain age, you tend to sort of like, I don't know if lazy is the right word, but you just sort of stick to what you, yeah, you just sort of stick to what you know you like. If that makes sense. Like I haven't, sought out new music and I don't even know how long. Like I'm just like if I'm in the mood to listen to something, I'm in the mood to listen to some to a specific something. Does that make sense? It does. I don't completely agree. 
I'm not the same way, but it, it makes sense. Yes. But like, right. Like you still s- seek out new music, but yeah. not as much as you used to. Exactly. That's what I was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt, but yeah, it's definitely slowed down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like high school, it was like this band and every single other band who sounds like them. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I was like, yeah, ear to the ground with music, at least from the sources that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, checking websites for new bands and uh, yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff. So totally, I, yeah, I'm not like that anymore. There's just like a handful of bands. But I think also part of that, I, I have to kind of defend myself a little bit. I know part <laughs> of it is just that I'm getting older and, and it's not um, as big of a deal to me. But part of that is because um, there is... I have listened to more music since my high school days, Mm -hmm. right? And so when I hear something new that sounds like someone else, like it's a ripoff of another band, basically, I'm just kind of like, this isn't as good as what I already know, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And it kind of like just discourages me from from continuing. Yeah. It's just like, why would I listen to... Uh, I was talking to someone on our worship team, um, a long time ago, and I I might've shared this on the podcast before. Um, but he said this was in the middle of a conversation. So there's context and whatever that I'm just not even going to share, um, because it doesn't, that's not the point. But he said (laughs) he, we were talking about the same thing of like how we'll check out bands and they'll be, they'll sound like other bands. And he was like, Jimmy world is great, but I don't need 20 of them. Right. And I was like, dang, that is so profound. <laughs> that is so simple and so true. Like, I love Jimmy Eat World. Well, but... and they're sort of like iconic for the sound that they have. Yeah. Yeah. And there are tons of bands who have tried to sound just like them. Right. And I don't care about them. Right. <laughs> because I like Jimmy Eat World. Like, I right. like the original, you know? So it's um... sort of like how I feel about. Panic at the Disco and and uh, Fall Out Boy. I'm just like they sound the same. I don't care. Uh, well, same to me. We can Anyways. now they do. Now they definitely do because they're <laughs> both just pop bands. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, with with theatrics, they both have great singers. They do. I yeah, no, I'm do not knocking like that. They the yeah. actual music. Anymore. Yeah, the guy from Fall Out Boy is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, his yeah. vocals are crazy, but. Yeah, I'm just, anyways. But yeah, when I'm in the mood to listen to something, it's like, oh, what nostalgia am I feeling right now? Yeah. Usually. It's like, oh, I want to listen to country. Am I in like a 90s country mood? Am I in like a, a 60s and 70s female country mood? Am I in, <laughs> like, it just like specific Dang. moods. So, of stuff that I already know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Makes yeah sense. like I like country music, but when I say country music, I mean like the cutoff is like maybe 2003 and anything like past that, I'm just, I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Country, so like country music that wants to be pop music that wants to be hip hop? Yeah, not interested in that. <laughs> no, thanks. Like, I actually want to feel like I'm actually listening to country music. Yeah. Where, where it's actually like dog. sort of folkish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like original country music. Not, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of country music. No, you're cool. not. Like I said, I come from a long line of Texans, yeah. sort of in my blood. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm, my parents were not native Texans, so. I don't know. I am. <laughs> I am I'm, I'm, plainly, clearly, I have not left. So I like it here. Or maybe I'm just comfortable. I don't know. Either one. I like Doesn't it. matter. I love um, it. We were talking about the South by experience that we oh, had yes, before sorry. we, we sorry. went down that. No, no, no. The no. Rachel Ray That's party. Fine. Yes, fine. that we went to. We a good conversation. I liked it. You were um, mentioning the line. Yes. That we stood yeah. In. I was just going to say, because it's probably the longest line that I've ever been in to get into That's a venue. That's funny because I didn't think it was that long. Not for what we were. Not for the venue, anyways. R- 
Yeah. Well, again, it's the longest line that I've ever been in. Now, that said, I have waited in lines much, much longer. Right. Waited like three or four hours in line before for certain bands because I wanted to be at the front. Um. Anyways, not going to share any stories. So uh, <laughs> it was like this venue was probably like half a block in to to a street and uh, or like to a corner, to a four-way, whatever. Mm-hmm. So half the block out and then an entire block down to basically the frontage of the highway. And then the line crossed the street. People weren't standing in the street. It was just like... On either side. Yeah, it like broke and so there was street and then on the other side of the street the line formed again yeah and then it went back up the other side of the street another that entire block back up right so i mean that's what like three blocks total they're about two or three blocks total from the entrance of the uh, of the venue right so i i figured we'd be waiting for quite a while before we got in turns out they could have a lot of people in their venue. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, we waited maybe an hour mm-hmm. to get in. And it was almost yeah. constantly moving. Like it was really only at, at I, I'm sorry, waited only an hour after it opened. Right. Yeah. Not not when we got there because we were there like 45 minutes before. So, I mean, it was almost two hours before we got in, but it was still way yeah. sooner than but I But it was nice outside. It was. It was a little chilly, but if you were standing in the sun, it felt great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if the wind wasn't blowing on you. Yeah. But. And they had free uh, subpar beer, which I had a few. (laughs) And and they had some. Awesome food. Yeah. Really good food. Breakfast tacos. They had Korean barbecue wings. Uh, These, they were called Sloppy Joes, but I don't even like want to call it that because it was more like, it tasted more similar to brisket than sloppy joe yeah if that makes sense it was not brisket but um it was nice and salty it wasn't i don't know sloppy joes are just kind of it almost reminded me of chorizo yeah yeah that sounds that makes sense that makes sense if you guys know what chorizo is it's it tastes really good (laughs) even if it is just kind of random parts um yeah, and I'm sure there was something else. There was something else. I just don't remember what it was. Because it was a bunch of food. Yeah. Well, it was like food. a brisket sandwich. The Oh, there was brisket. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's the, right. The chorizo joe. I don't mm-hmm. know what to call it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, uh, the, uh, the taco had like eggs and tater tots. Yeah, tater tots. But then they had the... Peppers like peppers and, and onions with like some queso. sort of sauce. Was it queso? They, they called it queso. Okay. Yeah. So it was some sort of cheese sauce. Um, not so not good. like similar. No, you're, yeah. Yeah. Not like dip your chips in queso, but it was yeah. similar. It was good. Yeah. So good. Hopefully y'all are in a place where y'all know what breakfast tacos are. Because that's like a staple here. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that's not too weird to you. Yeah, because I, I mean, I just grew up. I remember when we had friends uh, here from Austin who went off to college in Oklahoma, and he talked about how no one had ever had breakfast. They're like, why would you eat a taco for breakfast? Like, talk, like you go to Taco Bell at 8 in the morning? Like, what is wrong with you? And, and us Heresy. Texans, <laughs> right, we're just like, oh, no, you don't even know. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, it's it's what you'd eat without, you know, it's... Eggs, uh, potatoes, if you do potatoes. I mean, you can put whatever you want. You can do chorizo and eggs. You can do sausage and eggs. I mean, usually for breakfast, there's in a breakfast taco, there's usually an egg and some sort of other meat or protein. Yeah. Yeah. Bacon and eggs. There you go. Potato and eggs. Start off off simple. Get yourself a tortilla, okay? Scramble some eggs. Make a couple strips of bacon. Put all of that together. And some cheese in put there. Put some cheese on top. Boom. With some salsa. Yes. And put some oh, salsa, salsa in there. Oh. Then go for it. Oh, and then eat that sucker up. It's so good. It's Ooh. delicious. It's Ooh. delicious. You're welcome. <laughs> if you've never had breakfast tacos, if you're listening, you're like, duh. I mean, like, that's the most simple breakfast taco ever. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, after that, go crazy. Yeah. You know, like put a whole stinking omelet. In and there. if you're like in, in Austin or in Dallas or 
uh, some place that has a tortilla tacos, you're just like, oh yes, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> preach the breakfast taco. <laughs> it's good. It's delicious. So um, yeah, that was fun. The only other thing that I wanted to touch on, uh, besides South by Southwest, just because we mentioned it last week, is um, just just so that we can be done with it, because I've I've mentioned it the past couple weeks is that we did finally finish the Umbrella Academy. We did, So finally. I just wanted to ask what your final thoughts were on the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, I think, definitely things that I would consider plot holes, mm-hmm. but there are, I mean, obviously they set it up for another season, so they could go into things and explain more stuff. Mm-hmm. Things could very stuff. well happen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. was a little disappointed that I was able to predict almost everything that happened. Um, mm. But it, but at the same time, like, it's like sci-fi fantasy action, you know, comic booky stuff. So like if you're used to watching stuff like that, then it would probably be pretty easy to figure out what's going to happen if you're like you know, used to watching things like that. Mm-hmm. Or reading things. I'm not used to reading comic book stuff, but I've watched enough Marvel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, okay, this is probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't know, you know, like people just pop up and you're like, okay, they can't just be there for no reason. Like, like they can't just be there to be some random wholesome character. There has to be some underlining thing going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it just, just stuff like that where they're like, I can't tell if they're actually trying to fool you into thinking that this person isn't some evil mastermind trying to get vengeance on someone or if it's just like they don't really care if you figure it out. It's just how the story plays out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just, it it was pretty easy to figure things out, but. Yeah, I mean, you make it sound like you knew everything that was going to happen. I think you you definitely um, like foresaw some big plot points, but I also don't want to make it sound like you knew everything. Well, like I didn't say everything. I said almost end. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I wouldn't say it was almost everything either. There were just some big plot points that you were able to see before they happened, for sure. From like the first few episodes. <laughs> I mean, uh, give or <laughs> give or take. I mean, sort of. But, um, anyways, anyways. No, I I get what you're saying though. Is that it was somewhat predictable. Um, even if you didn't know what was going to happen, you could kind of put some of the pieces together and say, you know, out of these three things, that this character th- this character has these choices, and it's going to end up with these different. You know, it's going to be one of these different things. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um. So yeah, yeah, I I think for me personally, it kind of peaked towards the middle of the season. Um, Again, I think episode six was still probably my favorite just Mm -hmm. because that's when things really started getting crazy and and they introduced some some really cool concepts um, that I feel like after it was already introduced, then it kind of got normalized and it wasn't as... uh, it wasn't as exciting anymore, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but that said, I, I agree. I did enjoy it as well. Um, I hope this isn't too much of a spoiler, but it doesn't really end. <laughs> well, right. That's what I, yeah, um, that's why I was like, they obviously left it open for another season. Right. But. Yes. Clearly it was, it's, it ends on a cliffhanger. So mm-hmm. it's not trying to, uh, I will say I remember I don't I don't know if you said this on the podcast or not but before we had watched the last episode I remember we talked about it um before going to bed and you were like I don't know how they're going to wrap everything up in one episode like this is kind of crazy well 
guess what? They don't. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. That's why. Um, there are lots of loose ends because they don't want to, uh, you know, they don't want to tell you everything. They, mm-hmm. The first season is not an entire story unto itself. I mean, well, they yeah. did wrap up, you know, 80%, 75%. But then they also like threw out some other huge plot points that just yeah. sort of left you like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. In so, the very last episode. So it's like, obviously, <laughs> there's more to be seen. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but, but no, it was fun. I saw a trailer for dun, dun, dun. the new season of Stranger Things coming uh, out in July. Nice. I have seen people post that. I have not actually watched it. There have been a bunch of trailers that have dropped over the past week. Um, there was yeah a, the end well, yeah Endgame. There was a new trailer for Endgame, which I haven't seen. <laughs> I uh, I've been meaning to watch it. I haven't. Um, there was a trailer for Toy Story 4. I haven't seen that one. That's the one I did see. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it looks like a tearjerker. I was I was kind of surprised. It, Always. It does, it does seem to have a similar plot line to the other movies. Um, but it yeah, it definitely, like even just from the one minute trailer, it's like, oh man, it's going to tug at your heartstrings. Jeez. Um, but yeah, Stranger Things. How is the that uh, trailer? It looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look too weird and crazy. No. I mean, I guess that shows always weird and crazy. Yeah. I mean it. But. It didn't show much. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because there were a lot of things that they left open in the last seasons, like yeah. specifically the, um, like the other experimented on children being out right. there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't show anything about that in the, tra- in the, or in this trailer that I saw. Okay. Um, there's like another alien that like, or, I guess it's an alien. I don't know what these monsters are. Should be called. Maybe it's just a monster. I don't know. Mm-hmm. From another dimension, universe? Another, I don't know. Another demigorgon. Okay, there you go. Um, that um, L was fighting with. but Oh, nice. Yeah. Just, it looks good. I'm excited. I like that show a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm excited about it. It's crazy because all the kids look so much older. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, dang. Uh, I wonder how they're going to, well, I mean, yeah, if, if they just jump forward in time, it makes sense, but. Well, the uh, um, the song playing in the trailer was Teenage Wasteland. Oh, yeah. Um, the who? Yeah. Dang. Uh, That's cool. And so. I can't remember who said it, but one of the characters was like, we're not kids anymore. And yeah, they just <laughs> look like these teenagers. Dang. Not just Steve. Not just Steve. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but he still acts like a kid. Like he, they, they did in the trailer, they did bring out his and um, oh, what's the curly haired kid's name? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Too long. But you know how in the last season they like, they sort of like joined together and like um to catch the the little Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Demi Gorgon or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Oh, what and was so it named? Jeez, it does bring out so their like their relationship. Oh, okay. Nice. So, yeah. How they're buddies. That's cool. I'll need to check it out. So yeah. Enough about entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. (laughs) Small talk. (laughs) It's good. All right. So what's our big talk for today? Our non-small talk. Um, Well, when, you know, at like four o'clock this afternoon when we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. (laughs) Was it really that late? Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Um. I've had a busy day, guys. I, it was <laughs> almost 12 hours at work, so sorry. 
that doesn't excuse <laughs> the entire week that I've had between <laughs> podcast episodes, but I've just uh, been busy. But yeah, when you were like, is there anything you've been reading lately that you'd want to talk about? Um, and I was like, actually. So I've been going through a, um, a like read, read the Bible in a year program. Mm-hmm. And I've done them before, but this one is specifically a chronological order one, and I've never done one of those. It's really cool. Um, so I'm still in the Old Testament, obviously, because it's, you know, we're just in March. Um, started it in January, first of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now I'm in, well, sorry, like just almost finished with a Deuteronomy. But okay. there is this like, you know, theme <laughs> throughout the Old Testament of the Israelites being rebellious, betraying God and mm-hmm. him, you know, pouring out his wrath on them in some form or another. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously not the fullness of his wrath or they would have all been wiped out, but um but some form of it. And I was just, as I was reading this morning, um, I believe it was chapters 30 and 31. Um, I was just really sort of struck with, and this happens periodically, but it's always good to be reminded. Um, I was struck with just the, contrast between this going on with the Israelites, you know, them disobeying and being rebellious and betraying God and him um, basically showing his power and his wrath towards them. Yeah. And then how much grace God shows us after pouring his wrath out on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, because we're no different than the Israelites. We still, like, sin and betray and rebel against God every single day. Yeah. But he doesn't pour out his wrath on us like he did with the Israelites. Mm -hmm. Because he poured it out on Jesus. Right. And so I was just sort of just really contemplating that contrast this morning. And I mean, just like completely humbled by it mm-hmm. because that's, I always love reading the old Testament and obviously just the entire Bible is God's story of redemption through his son, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. redemption of his people through the son, Jesus Christ. And but like being able to see such a clear picture of that is is just very refreshing. Yeah. Cuz you can sort of get into this, you know, like monotonous discipline of, you know, reading however much scripture you read in a day just to sort of check it off a list, you know, yeah. whatever. But then to just be like, you know, struck with this and humbled by it was um a really great start to my day. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it's just, it's a, it's the gospel is mm-hmm. what it is. You know, like yeah. we, we and the Israelites then were sinners mm-hmm. and we sin and we rebel. We, we are adulterers against God. Mm-hmm. And we, we completely deserve to be wiped out like I, all those people were in the flood. You know, yeah. that's what we deserve. Mm-hmm. But because God loves us, then we have Jesus who took that wrath, that punishment mm-hmm. that we deserve. And so now we don't get that wrath like we deserve. Right. Because it was poured out on Jesus. Instead, we get this incredible 
just tremendous amount, uh, I can't even fathom, amount of grace from God Mm -hmm. because we're covered with Christ's righteousness. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And it's funny, like, reading through the Old Testament, like, some of the things that God does to the Israelites or, you know, just the surrounding nations can kind of make you stop in your tracks and be like, whoa, God, like, yeah, this is crazy. Like, like, I know you, like, why would you do these things to these people? And then I sort of have to stop myself and be like, um, well, Samantha, because that's what they deserve. Yeah. Like, yes, God is love, but he is also holy. He is righteous. He is just. He is the maker. He is their creator. And he has the right to do with whatever he wishes to do with his creation. Who Mm -hmm. am I to question him? Mm -hmm. Right. Especially, especially his creation that is in open rebellion against him, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. There's that. (laughs) I've got like a bunch of different thoughts and a bunch of different places that we could take this. Um, Cause like, okay. So, so my, the course that I'm taking right now is on the New Testament. And so there's the the question, like this was just the introductory week, but there's the question of like, are we supposed to read, um, you know, are we supposed to read like the Old Testament from a New Testament lens or are we supposed to read the New Testament from an Old Testament lens? Like how are you supposed to filter through um, scripture? Like do do you read all of scripture in light of of what – God has progressively revealed. Does that make sense? So mm. like so like Abraham didn't know who Jesus was necessarily, but he understood the promise of you know a savior. Right. Of of redemption. Um so then do you read into, you know, what Abraham's doing what Jesus the full revelation of God, you know? So th- th- sorry. So there are questions like that um, the only reason that, I mean, obviously that popped into my mind cause that's kind of something that I'm, I'm looking at at school, but I think also because you, um, it, it's cool that you're able to read the old Testament and some of the things that God is doing with Israel, with his people and see how that leads to the savior, like mm-hmm. to see the law in light of the better law, <laughs> right? You know, um, to, to to understand to see the full weight of what the old law was, of what God's law requires, mm-hmm. um, and then and it that brings light to what you know the grace that God gives, because then it actually it all makes sense. Like <laughs> we're not owed these things, <laughs> like we're right. not entitled to God's blessing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it's not, we, we, we don't, or what, yeah. Uh, what is it, what is that saying? Um, I can't remember if it was Calvin who said it or, or Spurgeon or I don't, I don't remember who, but it's basically like you didn't contribute anything to your salvation except the sin that required your redemption. I think or that was Luther like that. actually. Was it Luther? Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I'm getting my reformers mixed up <laughs> or, uh, my Puritan. I don't know, whatever, whatever. Reformers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, Spurgeon, Spurgeon would yeah. have been a, yeah. Anyways, doesn't, doesn't <laughs> matter. Just like commonly cited Calvinist, uh, preacher men. Um, yeah, it's, sorry. So, so the, the, those are kind of the things that I'm thinking about. And, and I mean, it, so just, just to jump back to that real quick. Um, and I think, and I think you have exhibited that in talking about this is that um, you you read scripture in light of the entirety of scripture. Mm-hmm. So it's not that, like certainly you have to be careful that you're not anachronistic. You can't assume that, for instance, David would knew who Jesus was. You know, right? You, you can't you can't assume those things. You you read it in its context. 
but as as Christians who have the full revelation of God through Scripture, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I mean by full revelation. Obviously, we don't know everything there is to know about God, but what right. He has revealed, like we have all of Scripture right. that He's given us. Um, so we can see we have all of the promise what He wants right to reveal to us. Yeah, exactly. So because we have that, we can see how the Old Testament leads to the New Testament and, and what God was doing through the Old Testament, right? if that makes sense. I do so, think it's wise, especially if you're talking to like a new believer, to have them go through the New Testament first. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, yes, it's definitely harder to start with the Old Testament and be able to just automatically see, you know, mm-hmm. the, I think, yeah, it's harder to start off with the New Testament and be able to see all the pictures of Christ without mm-hmm. first reading the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, yeah, I, I would, I would argue that all of the scripture is about Jesus. It's right. ultimately like Jesus is the pinnacle of the scripture. Right. Right. So, so yeah, I would, I would definitely for a new believer focus on Jesus first mm-hmm. and then you can see the context in which Jesus, you know, I, I, I think, I think right. the gospel, right. The story of Jesus, the good news mm-hmm. of Jesus is understandable from, you know, the, from the synoptic gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they're both equal. There's so much. They're both equally important. The yes. old and the new. Like that's, they are both, they both make up the Bible, God's word, you know, what right. he, he has wanted to reveal to us. And mm-hmm. as Christians, we should view the entirety of his word as infallible and important to mm. know and authoritative and authoritative yeah. Yeah. definitely yeah it all it all speaks to us certainly um yeah and it's all yeah I, w- I wouldn't say that that any of it is more important than any other bit just that um i do think that yeah focus on understanding who jesus is is probably of primary importance right yeah in Anyways. order to understand yeah right right yeah, I think we both know what we're saying. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we just want to be careful about you know not using the wrong word and then slipping into heresy. <laughs> sometimes it happens. Um, yeah, so I just want to. I mean, this whole conversation is great, um, but it, it came. It reminded me of. I keep going back to school. Sorry, um, what I wrote my my final paper on in the last class that we just had was in Ephesians two. And it, this is basically like the. This basically kind of it goes along the same lines that you, that you're talking about. Um, so I'm just gonna read the first ten verses of Ephesians two. I know it's Do a it. lot, but uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, <laughs> it says, "And you were dead in the trespasses and sins mm-hmm. in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air." the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. But God, that's my favorite part, coming up on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like the rest of mankind is is what he sings. Um, Yeah, I don't necessarily want to give play-by-play, but it was that term, nature of uh, by nature, children of wrath. That kind of reminded because because you were talking about at least when we were talking about what we wanted to talk about. Um, you you mentioned like God's wrath upon uh, upon the Israelites. The Israelites, yeah. yeah. So okay, yeah. Verse four. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By mm. grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. 
It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. There's the gospel, folks. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty easy paper to write. Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot there. And it didn't have to be very long, so mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, th- yeah. I, it, obviously, like I said, that came to mind because it, it's so, I, I think just it's Paul's little like, yeah, proclamation of this is who you were. This is what God has done. This is who you are now. And then the way that he ends it, at least I say end, this is the very beginning of the book, or of the, the letter, excuse yeah. me. Um, but at least that last verse, verse 10, talks about how we were created for good works. Like mm-hmm. he, he has called us out of our sin and saved us so that we can accomplish things on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes it, I mean, like, and I, I don't mean to, to, uh, kind of move away from the conversation that you wanted to have about wrath and grace. Um, but, uh, except to say that Paul here, like uses the conversation, that conversation of wrath and grace to then move into, so therefore, since God has been so gracious, um, he has also called you to live with a purpose well right it's like it's basically like saying because god has done this for you like love him back and show him through doing these good works that he has called you to do yeah 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 just as you have been saved just as he has saved you and called you out of your sin and not poured his wrath upon you that you justly deserve. Um, so then you ought to, you ought to fulfill that which he has called you to mm-hmm. like, because he's, um, you are his workmanship. Like he right. made these things for you to do. Like, yeah, you have a purpose. As Jesus yes. said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yay. All right. Well, is there anything more you want to say on wrath and grace? And I mean, just good works. Just be encouraged to, you know, like read through the Old Testament with a gospel lens, you know. Yeah. It just makes it makes everything make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like even reading through, you know, all the little laws that they had to keep like even all the little like ceremonial things, um, you know, like not wearing anything that had two different kinds of thread, mm-hmm. you know, like that might seem ridiculous, but honestly, that was just a picture of the purity of Christ. Right. Like, so keeping all these little things in mind, how, how they relate to, um, who Christ is yeah, and what and the redemption that was going to be brought through him. It's yeah. all a picture of that. So just yeah. keep that in mind. I think it's cool too. How, like if you see it from, you know, I think our, um, maybe this is just because I'm an American. I don't know. Like m- my first mindset is like, what, you know, like that seems really harsh. Why would you tell me to do something like that? You know what I mean? Like, like why why do you My have freedom. authority right exactly exactly <laughs> um but really i mean when you look at it in the sense of this is god using like our day-to-day lives to tell a story of like you said the purity of christ right. like he's actually inviting his people into part of the story that he's telling throughout all of history right of of redemption you know he he's actually wanting them to play a part in this right in this story he's not and just placing needless rules on exactly them. exactly because that's what it feels like sometimes it's like why is god being so arbitrary but it's like no he is actually like the one he's doing this for your good right <laughs> but also again i 
I can't think of other words to use. He's inviting you in to show through just sort of the tangible things of this world. It's an image. It's a mm-hmm. picture right. of Christ in some way. And for you to participate in that picture is of, a grace in itself. Exactly. Exactly. What what a cool um, invitation. And I, I say invitation. Yes, guys, I've talked about it. I'm a it's Calvinist. A I understand. Yeah. Right. I understand God's sovereignty and things like that. But I'm saying like he is actually like like he's calling you to to be a part of right. of what he's doing and and the story that he's telling of grace and redemption yeah. and and love which like with that in mind it's sort of understandable to then like if if you're inviting your people to like be a part of this with you and they're just like spitting in your face yeah. and, like rebelling against you it, then it sort of like makes sense why God gets so angry with them, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. get pretty pissed too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thankfully I'm not God. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, I, um, you've seen how impatient that I can be with two children. <laughs> Imagine everyone in the world. <laughs> Yeah. Good stuff. Amen. Well, uh, if you've got anything to share with us, wonderful listeners. If we were completely wrong about the author of that quote, please let us know. Yeah. I mean, I could find out in like two minutes, but (laughs) I'm too lazy. So if you want to tell us. You can reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is so underscore talk to me. Um, on Instagram, we are so talk to me podcast. You can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. And of course, go to our um, Facebook page, so talk to me podcast. Give us a like, follow us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check out what we're posting there because we like them sweet, sweet memes. <laughs> it's fun. I haven't posted any memes in a while, so yeah. I'll have to get on it's that. It's been a little while, but. <laughs> But they're good when they happen. <laughs> the memes. <laughs> All righty. You have any uh, recommendations or anything before we sign off? No, I can't think of any. Yeah, there was something in the back of my mind that I was going to recommend, but I don't remember what it was. So maybe if I write it down next time. For next week's podcast. That's what I should be do. Be able to say. Well, and I should actually like try and think of things beforehand instead of on the spot. That'd be that'd be helpful. That'd be helpful. Yeah. But all right. Well, <laughs> until then, until we meet you back here for episode eighty one. Eighty one. Go talk to your spouse.